0: Everyone, welcome to Noisy Narratives. This is Debbie Vallejo, and I am joined today by Christy Williams, and we have a special guest who
1: we're going to introduce. Mm-hmm. So,
0: you want to introduce? her, This Christy? is Miss
1: Heather. Heather upchurch is with us today. Heather and Matt go to church here. They've got two kids, Michaela and Mary. Um, oh, by the way, this is another side note. Brinley is a referee and Brinley Rest. Mary's game yesterday. Oh, she was yesterday. Yeah, okay. Well, a couple weeks ago, I saw Heather at the soccer field, and she was like, Oh, I always say hi to Brinley. I don't know if Brinley knows. Like, I go to like, I, she, you weren't sure on how Brinley knew yeah. you, and so I asked Brinley, and that afternoon, I was like, Hey, Heather, she's right there. She says hi. She's like, Oh, she always says hi to me. We have a great conversation. I said, Do you know her? She goes, church really. like question mark <laughs> church and i was like yes So yes, Heather's yes, youngest yes.
0: daughter heather's younger star mary plays on a team and yeah. brinley is, so is a ref is all my kids are on the team yes because yes, you awesome. can ref
1: at 13 so they yeah. need to make their own money because they like an expensive I didn't even know lifestyle you were allowed
0: to make money at 13 like oh, yeah. they, busy. I they really know that.
1: bank 24 dollars yeah. a game yeah that's and then awesome. Up, that's, up that's a awesome that's 48 Whitaker can make, oh, it's ridiculous what they can do. Anyway, See, I didn't even
0: know they could work that young mm-hmm. and make that kind of money. Yeah, wow. that's I awesome. Can.
1: It's great. Anyway, so yeah. Heather's with us. And the reason why Heather's with us is that Heather has a, how do you want to say it, a special uh, needs yes. daughter that yeah. she is very open and honest. And it's fun. Heather and I met each other in life group many years ago. Mm-hmm. I and wish I could put been in my
2: Bible study leader. And
1: yes. And, and it's been things. fun. I always love it when Heather comes to Bible study. It makes me happy. Um. Anyway, so she and you've also been a teacher at Phillips in yes. second grade. Mm-hmm. And you've been a teacher for 15 years. Yep. It's amazing. That's a long time. It is a long time. So the reason why we're here is we want to talk about um, Michaela's story. Yes. And you guys. And I want you, will you just ta- take us through diagnosis, even before the diagnosis? Did you notice, like, she doesn't act like neighbor's kid or X, Y, Z? When did you notice that there is something different about her?
2: Okay. Well, um, just to kind of the birth story, I had high blood pressure. Didn't know I had high blood pressure. I was at work. I actually wasn't a teacher at the time. I was working for Texas Back Institute in the mm-hmm. physical therapy department. And one day I started seeing, like, little flashes Um and I was at Presley Plano. And so I just went across the street because my OBGYN was across the street. And they went to take my blood pressure and they were like, well, you're going to be admitted. And so I was admitted and was there for a couple of days. And um, they told me, you know, we're going to have to go ahead and take her. And she was about three weeks early. Oh. So she was early. I had. Um, did she Pre-eclampsia? spend a lot of time? Pre-clampsia, yes. Mm. And I, they had to give me like magnesium, I think it is. Mm. And so it kind of helped my blood pressure, but I don't know that it was actually good for her. Is <laughs> this don't... your research after the fact? Or... Yeah, it was after the fact oh, a little bit. Oh,
1: interesting.
2: So, um, but anyways, she, when she came into the world, she wasn't crying. She was silent. Um, That kind of freaked me out Mm -hmm. and then they took her to um NICU and she was in NICU for four days she was born on December 20th 2006 and we brought her home on Christmas Eve night it was raining and pouring and she had to be in a car bed (laughs) because every time they would set her up her little heart rate would kind of drop and they wouldn't send her home unless she was in a car bed so we brought her home at night in the rain and
1: what's a car bed
2: um it's just like a um, car seat, except that it's flat. Like, uh. instead of having them at an elevated uh-huh. position, they had to lay her flat. So, and it was, it was an interesting experience, like, being in NICU, because you were with these people that had been in there for months and months and months, and and then here we are, four days old, and she was, like, five pounds. She was a little bitty thing, um, and they were letting us go home, and... Mm. I don't know, Is there guilt staring?
1: associated with a that? A little bit, yeah. yeah.
2: We got home, and everything moved all along fine. And Even her up.
1: heart rate? Like, you're not freaking out, like, mm-hmm. as a first-time mom, like, well, I can't do this?
2: Uh, I probably had a little bit of nerves. I remember my mother-in-law coming in and um, staying with us for a little bit. And when she came, when it was time for her to leave, I started crying. <laughs> I was like, uh-huh. I don't know that I could do this. Um, but we got through it and did fine. She was jaundiced. I had to keep her butt, like...
1: By, by the window, window and mm-hmm.
2: everything. Um, then we were moving along, and when it, she was meeting all her milestones, but then when it came to walking, that's when red flags started coming up because every time she would start to walk, she would kind of stumble
1: mm-hmm.
2: a little bit. And how old is she?
1: It, um,
2: it was a little bit past what she should be to, I think it was around 13 14 months, mm-hmm. um, somewhere in that time frame. And I had a friend. Um, at the time that also had a little girl and they were close in the same age. And I was seeing her like make, you know, making progress and reaching milestones. And mine wasn't, wasn't saying the words that she needed to say, wasn't making sentences. um, Just, it it was just a struggle. And when we would get together, I would notice that her daughter was making progress, reaching milestones, doing things that my girl was not doing and unfortunately i feel like as and it it was on my end of the part of our friendship i think i became um a little bit resentful i guess in some ways where i felt like i could not be around her and feel good and and unfortunately our friendship kind of just dissipated from there um can i ask you
0: something about that real quick so, did you recognize that for what it was at the time? Like, did you realize that's what you were feeling when you would get together? Honestly, no. I think
2: i um I kind of got tired of hearing like, well, she's who she is. she was made the way she was meant to be, and all of these things that when at the time it was hurtful in some ways. like i didn't I knew there were some things going on, but I didn't
0: know exactly what was going on, and so you I'll, were voicing those. And then the response was more, well, she'll do this when she's ready or God made her this way or, and Mm -hmm. so for you, then it was seeing your friend's Mm -hmm. daughter, what like reaching these milestones Mm -hmm. been to also feel like maybe people weren't hearing you when you were expressing concern at the same time.
1: Yeah, exactly. I, um, were you expressing concern? Do you think, or you were, were you internalizing it? Like, I don't want, they're talking Mm -hmm. about their kids saying 10 words. My gal hasn't said two, you know what I mean? Like.
2: I don't know if I was expressing it as much as I could have or been as clear as I could have been about it, but I think I definitely, people knew that there was some hurt there yeah. and I was struggling through some stuff. But now like looking back on it, it's been, I, I can tell that God took that and grew me to lean more on him.
1: Mm, Does that make sense yes. of what,
2: not so much on external relationships of people around me, but. Really, I had to, like, learn to yeah. lean in on God and ask for His guidance and His help through
1: this. So, wow. That's uh, that's that's really wise, too, because you're a first-time mom. Well, you're, well, I mean, yeah, that's not I, something you, you would go to, I don't think. Most people wouldn't go to, especially if you're going, Oh, my kid's not doing what my friend's kid's doing. Well, I'm not going to say that I was going to him
2: immediately right. then, but I think, like, as we um, went through the years and everything. I feel like my relationship grew.
1: Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. So she's not developing word wise, verbally or motorly, mo- motorly. So, so that's fine
0: yeah. motor and gross motor. It sounds yeah. like are both struggles. So yes, the definitely. small finger movements, as well as the gross motor, which is you're walking, you're crawling, all that were struggles probably. Yes. So
2: yeah. And then all the other little things that are mixed in, we, um, I was a working mom, my husband was a working <laughs> dad, and um, we had to find childcare and I think we literally went through probably four or five daycares, childcare um, situations because it was hard to find somebody that wanted to work with her, you know, wanted to work with Michaela and, you know, be there for her whenever she needed certain things. And, um, also just like the struggle of potty training
0: her was so much. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, well, did, and you were going through that you went through the potty training before you had an official diagnosis too, right?
2: Yeah. We were trying, Sin you too. were trying,
0: so you're struggling and going mm-hmm. through that and you're not even exactly sure yet. Yeah. What was going two on. and a half or three, what was going on even? Yeah.
2: Um, it was around three when we got diagnosed. Um, we, I was here at church and, um, Debbie Lair. Was working in the preschool department, and Debbie used to be the special ed coordinator
0: assistant, assistant director for
2: Frisco ISD, yeah. and she was pulled a great me. Lady, yeah, very. She pulled me aside and asked me if I would ever had um, Mar- oh, Michaela. Sorry, different kid. <laughs> Michaela um, evaluated, so that kind of started the conversation and the ball rolling of getting her diagnosed. And getting her diagnosed was definitely a challenge as well. We.
1: Wait, before you go there, real fast, when she asked you that question, what is your response?
2: I think at first I was very, like, I didn't want to go there. I didn't want Uh to think that. Um, I kind of a little bit of resentment. Yeah. I just, I felt frustrated, didn't know where to go. Um, It was just a lot. Were you angry
0: that she brought that up to you?
2: Um. I, maybe a little bit, maybe just a little put off. I don't know if I uh, anger was. The, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> That's that one's hard. I hate to like admit that I was angry, but I probably was just put off and just uh, how. I don't know. I don't know how to explain
0: Like, it. how can you say that um, about my child? Yeah. yeah. So it's this h- hard dichotomy, right, where you're, mm-hmm. like, struggling on one hand, wanting answers, but the other hand, the one possibility that someone gave you about evaluations, you don't like where that would take you. Mm-hmm. So you're kind of upset somebody's brought that up.
1: Mm -hmm. So then where
0: do you go with that? Like, how do you, when do you finally decide to go get Michaela evaluated then?
1: We pretty much did pretty soon right after that too. Um, Did you go home and tell Matt though?
2: Like so-and-so asked me, he may have been standing beside me. I'm not exactly sure. I don't remember that exactly, but yeah, yeah, I mean, we talked a lot. I mean, and I think about, um, I agree. We are, (laughs) you are a good team. He's a very hands-on dad Mm -hmm. and he has helped so much and he's really been there for Michaela. Um, he, well, I I think we just went and got it, started getting it going. I Did mean, you go to a doctor? You went yeah, to doctor? we went to, she was a patient at skartis Right. We saw a neurologist at skartis Um, We saw a different neurologist. We went to Children's. We had, she had been poked and prodded and blood tests, genetic testing, everything. Wow. It was a, a lot. Um and you're still working full-time and doing all these testing? Mm-hmm. And I think part of, like, that's another thing. It's so interesting how all of it works out and, like, how all of this came about because I was in at Texas Back, back Institute as an exercise physiologist, but then I ended up going into the school district and decided, my whole original thought was I was going to teach PE because that was oh. kind of my background. Well, another person told me I needed to just going to the classroom. Well, I ended up in a special ed room. Oh. I was in PPCD. And I so that's kids with mm-hmm. preschool children with disabilities. And the whole time I had no idea. Because <laughs> Michaela was still like very much a yes. little baby. And I'm like, with these kids that do have disabilities. And yeah, it was,
1: it's just it's like weird. It's providence like, in your life right there. Yeah. Like yeah. I had no
2: clue that I had... That was my kid, mm-hmm. you know, because she was just a baby at that point. But then, about three years, three years old is when we started learning, you know, mm-hmm. more and more about what was going on with her, and um, she ended up going to the early childhood school. Mm-hmm. So she started, which with, is the best. Yes, that's a great place. Early intervention is mm-hmm. definitely the key um, for these kids so
1: so after all the poking and prodding and all that what is like the diagnosis or what do they, how do they tell you do they tell you at one like one main visit or do they tell you as you go along
2: well it's been interesting see that's been a battle too <laughs> in some ways because we would go to one doctor and like she had a, and I think it's a cat scan where they looked at her brain there was nothing there that they felt like was alarming um then they did the blood testing um genetic testing and the only thing that came back on that was she had a translocation gene of 13 and 14 which is not like super uncommon but it isn't super common either but um when it came down to it is what our neurologist was said was she is on the spectrum Mm -hmm. she was um a child with autism on the spectrum and then um our, uh, we had testing through the school district and they kind of laid it out. Like she kind of falls in three circles. Um, she could, um, be autistic. She could have intellectually disabled and she could be, um, ADHD. And when she did her testing (laughs) through the school district, like when she was going into the early childhood school, I think she showed, um, I think I even still have the report of her behaviors during that testing. (laughs) She has not always been easy. Like she's had some oh. kind of major behaviors over the years, but um, our um, pediatrician said whatever is going on with her, it's going to eventually rare. It's I mean, it's going to come forward. bubble up to the top. top. Yeah. yeah, and it did. I mean, like we've had to deal with the behaviors. We've had to deal with. What does that mean?
1: Behaviors? Like is she? did she? Like cry? she threw a chair.
2: Oh, anger. <laughs> yeah, she would throw. Anger. She, yeah, okay. she would have some. She <laughs> threw a chair during her evaluation. Um, I mean, yeah, we've had to deal with some angers. We've had to deal with... Is that why potty training was so hard? Because she would get upset over things or she couldn't verbalize? I think it's a combination of everything. I think there are some sensory things there. I also think, like, whenever we would go to a public restroom, mm-hmm. she would not like the sound of the... Okay, uh, well, I'm with you,
1: girl. It's the, the dryers, <laughs> the
2: automatic flush would... Mm-hmm. Frigor- I mean, not to, like... Uh,
1: Details I don't are to, great.
2: To, okay, well... I literally had to go into the restroom with her for so long and cover the automatic flush because it would oh, freak flesh. her yeah. out uh-huh. to just uh, yeah. for it to go down. Yes. So, or That's, it would flush when she's still on there. That would uh, just... That did to me her. this
1: past weekend at the ballpark, and it freaked me out. Well, so and the little, the
0: little ones that are light, they move on those things, and it flushes. And I remember my youngest, mm-hmm. we were at the mall when they first did those automatic flush things. And she was little. She had just been potty trained. She's on them. It goes while she's on there, and she screams yes. bloody murder because they're so loud. Well, I couldn't get her to go. Harley the mall. She thought it was going to suck her in with it. Mm-hmm. That was what she I thought. I still think that, Debbie. <laughs> I still, I cannot. I panic. I hate those. Yeah, they're not fun. Mm-hmm. So you know, we all feel for Michaela because we're right there yes, with your girl, Michaela. So I guess, um so a couple things that I remember. Number one. In my mind, she's always just been sweet, right? I mean, we had her for a lot of years in first kids. She didn't kindergarten through fifth. And
1: <laughs> volunteers. But she that did like-
0: struggle since with sensory stuff, right? Oh, yeah, she struggled sure. with the sound, the music sometimes. But there were some days she didn't. It wasn't always the same. Sometimes she with the light. Know. You didn't with Michaela always know. Some songs she was okay with. And I it, I remember being surprised in some songs that she was okay with. Mm-hmm. And surprised at some of the ones she wasn't. Mm-hmm. Sensory rise. And then on top of that, like sometimes in classes, it depended on what was going on in the room. Mm-hmm. Like the one thing we did struggle with sometimes with Michaela was her trying to run. Like she would try to leave class because it just got yeah. to be too much. So we just have to have somebody ready just to kind of walk with her or whatever. Um, you know, just so she could have some time. So, from our end, when we saw stuff, it was mainly the sensory stuff. Right. Do you feel like, has that gotten better? Or, do, like, what therapies have worked for her? Because she got diagnosed at 3 and now she's 13? Mm-hmm. Is that no, right? No, she's, so she's 15. She's yeah. 15. Golly, I can't believe that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. She's 15, so it's been 12 years. Mm-hmm. So, like, we're take us on that journey a little bit. Like, what therapies for you guys have worked? Where have you seen improvement? Like... Mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, through the school district, she had speech therapy and, um, OT and they didn't really do physical therapy, but they do like a motor lab where they, some of the, um, physical therapists would come in, um, and do different activities. So it would be occupational
0: therapy for people Mm -hmm. listening for OT. Yeah. It's occupational therapy, which is different than physical therapy. Mm -hmm. Can you explain the difference to people?
2: Um, occupational therapy can work with several things. It can work with the sensory, um, needs that she has um i know like a lot of people automatically think it's only just handwriting but it's not and then physical therapy is more like the motor part of it and almost more gross motor motor. a lot of times right Mm -hmm. and she definitely did struggle gross motorly like um if you watch her even now she'll sometimes still walk on her toes Mm -hmm. and and everything do you have Um, to remind her to not I pick my battles, like some things I will mention to her. Sometimes I don't. I I don't know. Um, mm-hmm. As far as like what we've done individually on our own, we have done speech therapy on our own mm-hmm. um, at times. We're not currently in it. Um, what she has loved the most and she has done since she was about four is ride horses. She's in. Um, oh,
0: the hippo therapy. Yeah. That's she's
2: so sweet. Um, rode for Spirit Horse, which was in Corinth, and they shut down. Oh, And I guess it's been about, I don't know, maybe three or four years now she's been with Main Gate since. And And how often does she ride? um, She rides once a week, but starting this year, she actually got a job with them, and she works for them on Tuesday nights cleaning out the stables. (gasps) Good
0: for
1: Michaela. That's awesome. She mucks
2: the stalls and...
1: But um, she loves it, though, yeah, doesn't she? she absolutely she's loves it. the animals, and she's feeling...
2: Yeah, she's a, a, she's interesting. Like, she can name every horse that's out there. And if we drive up and she sees a new horse out there, she's immediately... That's the first thing she's asking them. What's that horse's name? Mm. <laughs> Who is that horse? When did y'all get that horse? She um is pretty independent, like, for the most part. Um, what does that look like? What does that mean? I mean, like, we don't have to, like... We tell her to get up. She gets herself dressed. She gets herself ready. She can, I mean, good. she's a pretty independent yeah. kid. Does she brush her teeth? She brushes her teeth. We have to remind her. So do I. So, so That's just a normal yeah. thing,
1: though, right? That's the yeah. thing there. That's just, we all do. <laughs> we all have to be reminded, it's at least for kids. <laughs> a constant reminder <laughs> of just, oh
2: you know, mm-hmm. best hygiene. Uh-huh. And I don't know. She um, has come a long ways. I mean, like, we were barely talking. And... To where she is now. And I feel like all along we've had people walk beside us and just
0: love on our family and just taking care of us. And it's been pretty amazing. Yeah, that's awesome. And then so she is at middle school right now in seventh grade. Mm -hmm. So um, what does that look like for because it's elementary to middle eighth grade.
1: She's eighth grade. Oh, yeah. She's Sorry. 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 I, she's starting well, I was like, she's going to high school next yeah, year. Yeah, she is. Yeah.
0: I
2: didn't even catch that. <laughs>
0: I've got her all over the map, man, Michaela. Um, and I'm telling you, the two whatever years of COVID, like, two, have, like, thrown me off the loop with some of these kids. But, so... um what does that look – how has the transfer from school to school looked? Because elementary is a lot different than middle school. Oh, yeah. So how did you guys navigate that moving into middle school? It was tough. Yeah? <laughs> that
2: was the um, a very tough transition for her. Um, this year has been the best year of middle school that we've had, and I absolutely adore her teacher and wish that I could just take her with us. Um, but we're going to Memorial next year, and we'll still be in functional academics. Woo-hoo! So. Um, we're hoping that the transition will be a little bit easier than I've been trying to talk to her about it a little bit. Um, is it just because her school? Well,
1: it's because it's new, right? Mm-hmm. And teachers are new. It'll kids all be new. new. And so she does not like anything that's new.
2: Yeah. I mean, she definitely is one that likes her routine. And if, like, for instance, if Matt happens to stay home one day, she'll constantly ask him, Are you going to work today? Are you going to work today? She She likes, like,
1: to know that dad goes to work, work every day. day. Yeah. And
2: so she likes her routine. Um, but it's definitely gonna be a transition because the kids that she's with now will be going to Lone Star and she'll be going to Memorial. Oh, so yeah. But we know a few people. Mm-hmm. So
1: okay. Mrs. Freeze is there, but she won't be her teacher. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. She's fabulous. She's a fabulous. Yeah, teacher. I heard they
0: hired somebody though. That's oh. supposedly really good too. Okay, so,
1: good. Lots of good people. That's yeah.
0: awesome. So how is um We've talked about you and Matt some. Um, how's Mary with having a sibling with special needs? So Mary's how
1: Ooh, many years question. younger?
2: Than- yeah. Um, well, she is five years younger, and okay. it was a hard transition for me. to Wait, have did a- you even
1: want to get pregnant again? I did. I really, really Were did. Were you nervous at all about getting pregnant?
2: Very, very. That's why it took me a while to get pregnant again because – she was three years old by the time uh-huh. I really found out what was going on, and I was dealing with the grief of that, yes. Um, of not knowing that she mm-hmm. was not, I mean, that is one thing that I've learned through all this, like, you grieve everything. Yes, yeah, you she do. Did, you yeah. grieve, like, I, like, mm-hmm. recently I yeah. started grieving the fact that she probably will never drive. Yeah.
1: yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> I started thinking about that because a lot of my friends, yep. her friends are starting to get cars. Yeah. And, Stuff, so
0: you the milestones that. don't stop
2: yeah they and, don't
0: and it is hard I think grievings exactly right there's yeah. a sadness there yeah of letting go at every milestone that yeah. I think some people with who don't have a kid with special needs don't realize
2: yeah well and I feel like the wonderful thing about it is is like back then like at the beginning it I would dwell on it so much for oh. a long periods of time like it was almost a little bit of a darkness for me mm. um but then I, like, as I've gotten older and more mature and grown, I don't grieve as long. Does that make sense? That does. I totally. How do you percent. learn
1: though to get out of that and not stay in that darkness? know
2: I really don't know maybe that was just God God. working through me I haven't or working in me I
1: have no idea answering Matt's prayers as he probably watched Mm -hmm. you too
0: yeah but again sometimes I don't think I think you're right to say I don't know because Mm -hmm. I think it's okay to go sometimes we're just going day by day Mm -hmm. taking what the Lord gives us and learning and we don't know how it happens but then all of a sudden you come out and there's just the lightness Mm -hmm. to life that feels different you know and I don't even know that we can always put our finger on it except for just Mm -hmm. not stopping yeah right for I mean, sure. you were all, you were moving forward. Well, I, um, yeah, it asked me about Mary.
2: Yes. Um, well, I wanted another one and I wasn't sure how all this was going to work out, but I prayed and prayed and prayed. Um, well, we got pregnant. I was probably about 13, 14 weeks and I miscarried. Mm. So here I was, I had Michaela. just had a miscarriage. I was like, is this it? Is this going to be our family? Um, are we, where we're at? got pregnant again. I did not stay pregnant very long. It was very short, like a couple weeks, I think when I found out and then I miscarried again. (laughs) And then we got pregnant with Mary and I feel like I prayed so much during my pregnancy, Mm -hmm. um, just about the person that I felt like we needed in our family to complete it. And I feel like God (laughs) met all of those qualities and so much more. (laughs)
1: Mm. With her,
2: she is just very loving, patient, um, just a very caring, very empathetic person, I guess. And I, I always, love. when I see them
0: together, they're great together. Mm-hmm. Michaela and Mary together, like
2: mm-hmm. um, sisters, They're very
0: Jenny? sweet they're sisters. They're <laughs> very sweet to each other. But well, I would say even there's other sisters I know that, that are quite sweet. sweet. <laughs> But, I mean, they do, like, um, that's, and I think sometimes it's interesting. We talk about kiddos and parents and families with special needs, Mm -hmm. kids in them, and it really is a family thing. Mm -hmm. It's not just the parent, like, the siblings are impacted, too, right? Oh, for sure. I mean, it's the family is taking care of this person in a lot of ways, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, You asked asked
1: that question earlier. When did Mm -hmm. Mary
2: realize That's funny that you asked that. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Because we were going home from church one day. Uh And um, she asked me, she was like, Mom, is Michaela special needs? And I was like, How old is she? Well, um, this was probably two or three years ago. Okay. Um, And I was like, Well, that's funny that you asked that, but I want to know why you're asking that. And she's like, well, because one of my friends at church told me she was. And I was like, oh, really? She was like, because mom, she goes in that room and it's called special buddies.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so, um, we I would, was, we would, sometimes she would need, she would go to the other class. It's great, but sometimes she would need space. Yeah. She, cause it was she sensory. It. Yeah. We would need to, but it does have, it does say special but buddies. on I mean, their kids yeah.
1: are so smart, right? Yeah. They're just smart and intuitive. Like, well, And, and not, a little girl that said it to her
2: has, um, a family member that's also special needs, not a like immediate family member, but it's another Mm -hmm. like extended family member. So she had a little background too. Mm -hmm. So, so you had
0: not explained to Mary though yet Mm -mm. then. I had not. So tell me, what was your thinking behind that? Why had y'all not explained Michaela's diagnosis to her yet?
2: I just, I didn't know when she was going to be ready or how she would, you know, Mm -hmm. if she would even understand at that point. 'Cause yeah. at that point
0: she was probably like kindergarten. It so was, she was pretty young or yeah, first grade. It was
2: first, second, maybe I don't mm-hmm. it was a couple of years ago, but maybe it was not longer than that. Maybe well, it was yeah. first because it had COVID, to have been. If yeah. Michaela
0: was in fifth in our special buddies room, yeah. that was three years ago.
2: Yeah. It had to three, be first four years. grade. Yeah. Wow. I feel I'm like she's you, an old those soul. Years, like, yeah.
0: Those yeah. years have messed up our heads.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I but. just, I guess I just never thought she was ready to know or, sure. like, if she would even understand. So I didn't even go there. But well, it's like the it's sex like, talk. You don't yeah.
1: introduce the sex talk until the kid asks about the sex yeah. talk.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And she just asked me. So I started talking to her about it. And we just talk about it here and there. And she picks up on a lot of things with Michaela. She's like, well, she
1: just doesn't understand or... Mm. Um, yeah. Does she even wait to make like to connect with you on things that maybe Michaela doesn't understand until like Michaela leaves the room, or you know what I mean? To be like, did she not? Did she not get this, or does she ask? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Does she ask? Does she have discernment on when to ask questions? Oh yeah. On things.
2: I feel like Mary's an old soul. I don't know how to explain that other than that, but she has gotten things very early on. Mm. Like she understands a lot. She, um, I don't know how to explain it. She's like. One of my partner teachers, she tells me, like, Mary's the little mama at school. Aww. So, um, sweet. yeah. I don't know. She's a, we we call her Mama Mary sometimes because she likes to mother Michaela, too. Yeah. So she'll, you know, be – we'll be – I don't know what the word is. Uh, I don't know, parenting her, I guess, yeah. <laughs> or getting on to her for something, and Mary's chiming in. So, yeah. <laughs> We're like, yeah. You're not the parent. You're not the parent but here. But thank you
1: for the input, yeah. Mary. So you're a teacher. Mm-hmm.
0: Um, and so you're on the educator end a lot of times at, like, IEP meetings or, you mm-hmm. know, those are the individual education plans for kiddos with special needs. Um, but then you're also a parent on the parent end, too. Mm-hmm. Yep. So how has that worked for you? Because those are two different two different roles. Like, do you feel like being a mama for Michaela has given you a lot of empathy for families who've gone through this? Do you feel like, um, you didn't really get it until you had Michaela and are sitting on the other end? Like how, what have you learned through the whole process?
2: Um, I think it's definitely helped me as a teacher. Like, I think I get kids a little bit more and understand, um, and know how to meet them where they're at. I think as far as like um, academics and behavior and stuff as far as like ARD meetings um, your annual review and dismissal meeting when you have a kid with special needs um, <laughs> there's been a couple of times that I've wanted to sign on the teacher line when I am I was actually the parent in the meeting yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I don't know I, I guess it it has definitely helped me I wouldn't have known some of the things that I know or the questions to ask probably sure um, just having that knowledge, and I, and again, I feel like that's all part of God's timing with me too. Like I had no idea what I was getting into, and how it was going to affect my family in a way too. Like being in education and having a kid with special needs, and
0: well, I know that. Um, mm-hmm. So I was on the educator end for a long time, mm-hmm. you know, and then I was on the parent end with one of my kiddos who has dyslexia and speech issues, and so. But five hundred four, not um, special ed. But I remember sitting in the meeting one time, there were a lot of people in the room.
1: it mm-hmm. Seems intimidating. It was. Oh.
0: And I remember being on the parent end and getting a little emotional almost. And luckily I could hold it in. But I remember coming out of that going, that's what that feels like. Mm-hmm.
1: And it gave me a whole,
0: but it's, (laughs) you don't mean it to me The people in the room are all very involved. Like they, and they loved my daughter and my daughter was very involved in the process at Mm -hmm. that point. And so, and we had done these along the way. And so in elementary and everything, but I mean, you have to have an administrator, you have a speech person, you have a dyslexia person, you have a regular ed teacher. And then if you're someone who has therapies, sometimes you have additional people in there. If there's behavior intervention, you're going to have those behavior people And it gave me a real appreciation for the process of navigating that because I tried to make it great for parents when I was on the educator end, but then there's just some of it that I did not get, the emotional intensity of it.
2: Oh, yeah. And how
0: overwhelming that feels um, until I was on the end of the parent. Mm -hmm. And then I'm like, wow, like this is not easy. And then if you think it's not working, so you feel like you've been in a position where it's really the process has worked well for Michaela.
2: Mm-hmm, for sure.
0: Cuz then if you're in a spot where you feel like it's not working for your child, then those meetings are even harder.
2: Oh, yeah. Right? Oh yeah, and it's hard to um, cuz you're your your biggest av- you're the child's biggest advocate. You as the parent are the child's biggest advocate. Yeah. And there's been times when I've been like, "Oh, what do I say because here I am, I'm a, an employee." Yes. And That's a hard I'm spot also too. the parent here yeah. too. So it, it's definitely been a, a road that I've had to, like, try to maneuver and
0: figure out, like, oh, what should I say? What should I not say? And, you know. If you're cross- having to push for things that maybe the district you don't agree with. Yeah. Or you don't agree with the district. Mm-hmm. You're having to push for it, even though you're an employee of the district. That right. has to be yeah, a hard be situation t- or a tough one. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. For the most part, I feel like I've built really good relationships with everybody in the the district as far as like when it came to Michaela and I feel like we've been all wanting what's best for her and working towards what's best for her but mm-hmm. you, you know there's things that come up like situations um that you know it may not even be in an in, in an art meeting but you're like oh how do I say this to this parent or yeah. this uh, this te- um this teacher when I'm the parent and I also work for the district so it's like yes.
0: er. But it's
2: hard. Is there
1: an element of medication that also takes place in Michaela's life? We have definitely
2: had – that's been a road because we've tried different things.
1: What would you um, try it for?
2: Um, mainly, like, for one thing, she didn't sleep uh. at all. Like, she – the it, it's bad. It's hard. And at still? times we – Yeah. At times it's still a challenge for her. Then she will sleep really good one night. Like, it's like she wears herself down to a point where, like, mm-hmm. oh – um, she didn't sleep. We've tried, and um, we've had teachers talk to us about her attention and everything. We tried ADHD meds, which ended up not being mm. where the route we needed to go. But I think the biggest thing, and then what we've learned um, over the years, is a big element for Michaela is she has anxiety oh. with all of this. Um, And
1: now that she has a mood stabilizer, and that's... Real fast, how would you know she has anxiety, and it's not just something that's on the spectrum? Is that a... Okay yeah. questionnaire.
0: Anxiety actually is a big part of autism. Well, yeah.
1: So Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. So a, does
0: ADHD. Yeah, well, I knew ADHD. I didn't
1: know anxiety mm-hmm.
0: was. Like they're huh. they're very anxious about changes in their schedule. Um, it makes them nervous. Oh, part of the thing sense. with saying yeah, hey, to so. work is any change makes them feel like there's a loss of control and their environment changing. Okay. That's and that's what point. we was would see with that.
2: her too, is she would get hooked on something. Like one time my car was like not getting in the garage right. Literally every time we would go to park my car, she would ask me, are, are you going to be able to get the car out tomorrow? Are you going to be able to get the car out tomorrow? Mm, I mean, yeah. every, and it, it would get to a
1: point where um, what do you think the answer is? I was going to say, how do you respond after the 20th time without yeah. yelling? I'm sure we already have yelled <laughs> and then how do you respond because <laughs> that's hard.
2: Yeah, it's like, well, you know the answer, so what do you think the answer is? And yeah.
0: we would just You know, try to comfort her, but not keep feeding into it either. So There's an element of uncertainty, though, I think, Mm -hmm. that people embrace, you know, in our normal everyday lives, Mm -hmm. an element of, hey, a wrench could get thrown your schedule day, or hey, if this happened, you know, there's an element of that uncertainty that at some point, unless you're particularly OCD, you have to embrace. Whereas people on the spectrum, especially depending on the severity or whatever, there's that to me i feel like is one of the hardest things for them to understand is mm-hmm. the day to day things that crop up in life that make your day look different than the one before
2: for sure
0: um and they feel a lot of safety and comfort in sameness and so it is hard i mean did you ever find any medication that yeah, I was worked say. was yeah. able to help
2: um well it's funny cuz she her teacher this year has been so amazing. She's had some really hard, com- I mean, she's had to tell us some really hard conversations mm. and stuff. Um, Michaela was starting to kind of isolate herself at school and not talking to friends, just being, so we got her back into the neurologist and they he put her on um, a mood stabilizer, Zoloft, loft. <laughs> and it has been, I have not, I mean, it's amazing. <laughs> like the last wow. few weeks, me and Matt are just like, wow, she is just, has changed like she's
0: just a happier kid and that's where I'm grateful for these Mm -hmm. sweet kids that now I know we overuse it and that's a whole nother conversation Mm -hmm. but that's the kind of stuff we didn't have when I first started teaching kids with special needs
1: and it was exactly and it was
0: so hard to watch them suffer like that Mm -hmm. and so to have little tools Oh yeah, when they're used well, that help that much. What I mean, about sleeping, that's though? just great gratitude.
2: Yeah, Can she Sleeping's sleep? hard. It is hard, and she just recently um, had her wisdom teeth taken out and started Invisalign, and that's kind of given us a little hiccup mm. um, along the way too. And oh, she probably has a hard uh, time keeping yeah. stuff in her mouth like that. that Actually, is. she's done really well. She doesn't Good. really like when they have to put rubber bands in there too with Invisalign, yeah. and that's been a little tough, but. Um, She's done really well. Oh, wow. Good for her. Yeah.
1: She doesn't, does she have any more outbursts like she did when she was younger? Not really. chairs, anger?
2: No. I mean, once in a while, like before we got on the medicine, she was, she would have some outbursts at school Mm -hmm. and just get mad at herself. Um, She uh, sometimes would talk to, and she's going to stop this. So I'm grateful for that. Mm -hmm. But she would talk to her imaginary
1: friend. Her name's Katie. I remember this. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Remember you saying that. Yeah.
2: She doesn't talk to Katie for hours on and uh-huh. it would drive me crazy. And yeah, she's kind of talked to herself and I guess kind of self-regulated herself ever since she started talking like huh. um I remember talking to uh we the district has an in-home trainer. Um and Colleen told me she was like if you cuz I was telling her I was like I, I asked her about her day but she doesn't ever tell me anything. She's like, "Well, you got to get into the conversation." you're going to have to pretend that you're in that conversation that she's in. So I started doing that. And what does that mean? Like if she's um, talking about horses or whatever and pretending like, Oh, so what is that horse's name? Or
1: So as um, you hear her talking, can, can, you interject yeah, yourself in into, that conversation. Yeah. It's
0: play therapy. Yeah. You're doing play therapy, but you're doing it via speech and imagination, mm-hmm. which is awesome. Do
1: you still yeah. have to do that now? Once in a while, yeah. Because she won't talk to you unless you interject yourself yeah. into that. Sometimes,
2: I, I mean, she's like in her own little world, not really even paying attention to what's going on. It's
1: such a great tool Mm-hmm. To
2: get in, but now conversation with your kid. I think she's gotten older enough that when she doesn't want you in the
0: conversation, she'll, she'll be kick like, you out.
1: <laughs> yeah, she'll like change the scene. <laughs> yeah, scene change. It's like over. I'm in
0: charge of this scene and you're yeah. not in it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh! And do you kind of
2: giggle? Yeah. She really is like there are things, and I wish I could think of something right now, oh and I can't. Gosh. But she's really pretty funny. Yeah. Like there are things oh, that she'll say for sure. Yeah. 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 She's kind of. Quirky, little yeah. funny. Yeah. That's <laughs>
1: funny. At <Okay, laughs> yeah. the very beginning, you said that like the friendship, when you talked, um, losing that friend and people making comments to you, kind of like, well, this is the way God made her. Mm-hmm. This is and uh, hurtful and or people just don't know what to say. What would you say to, what would be a better way to handle that? What would, I, I can't even talk, but what are words that you could, you would say, hey, if you have a friend going through this, don't say this, but maybe say this.
2: Yeah, I think the biggest thing right now, um, I think, would just, you know, acknowledge that they are going through something. It is a grief. I mean, you're having to go
1: mm-hmm.
2: grieve just like you would if you had lost somebody because mm-hmm. you are grieving through it. Um, it's just being there. Maybe just telling them, hey, if you ever want to talk, I'm here. I'll just listen. Yeah. Um, not put in my input. Sometimes I think that it's too many times we're not listening. Yeah. And we just, somebody, sometimes people just need to talk through it, you know? Yeah, I think that's great advice. Yeah. I've got, I have a friend now, and she does not have a kid with special needs whatsoever. And she actually, she has older kids. And I, I call her now, and I'm like, i got to talk through something. <laughs> and she just listens through it. Oh, that's
1: <laughs> Why? so good. So, yeah. Yeah, we could good. all be better listeners. I
0: know I could. Yeah.
1: That's good.
0: Well, especially, I mean. I think listening, and then if they ask for input, being kind but honest, but at mm-hmm. the same time, knowing if they're not asking for it, they might not be ready for it
2: yet. <laughs> I think that's the biggest thing. But
0: then, if you, yeah. so then that's my next question, though. It's not, I don't, did you ask for the input from Debbie Lair, who you shared it earlier on, or did she just give? So, how grateful are you for that hard conversation now?
2: Yeah, and you know, I'm grateful for uh, her teacher this year, too, for the hard conversation now, because if people don't have the hard conversations, you're not going to get anywhere, too. I'm not saying, I guess, I, I'm not saying you can't I mean first of all Debbie was doing her due diligence as t- educators we're supposed to speak up whenever we see for kids. children yeah, yeah speak up for children when, especially mm-hmm. when we see um or notice things that are not you know on I don't know how to say the word but not typical I yeah, guess yeah. Um, there you go that's a good way to put it but uh I think it's just a fine line like when there's a friendship there And when there's no friendship there, you have to have, it is hard. You do have to have hard conversations sometimes. And we wouldn't be where we are even three weeks ago to now if it hadn't been for her teacher talking to me about some of the things that were going on at school this year. So that's good.
0: But even with, I think you're right though, with friends listening, Mm -hmm. like you're with each other a lot. I think sometimes you need to know the role you're playing in somebody's life, you know, And be willing to just listen and not every time you're together interjecting. I don't know. What are you thinking, Christy? <laughs> well, I have there. so many thoughts because I mean,
1: it's like if, if you're at the baby phase. More, yeah. Mm-hmm. There's you a lot do of changes. I have friends that are like the over talkers of the world. Mm-hmm. Like they don't stop talking about their kid and they don't stop talking about this. And then they forget that there's people around that may not be on, mm-hmm. may not be typical or on level or in the same stage, mm-hmm. but they get so hung up on what their kid's doing. But that happens even in high school. Yeah, it it totally does. You're right. You're right. So
0: I'm laughing as you're saying that. But then they're all graduating and then it's about where they're going after they graduate and everybody's making different choices. And now every ceremony is about then where they're going and some of you they're not going where you want them to go, right? right. <laughs>
1: or some some moms are like, my kid can't go anywhere. That's what I'm because, saying. Like, I mean, they like, maybe have the gap year so or whatever. So then you kind of forget as you're celebrating not to steal your joy. I, that's a fine line, and it it's is. hard, and it's, it's really hard in those situations with friends. But I think you're – I like that advice to just listen.
2: Mm. I think also, I mean – I was not in a good spot. I don't think that it was the friend as much as it was probably me. And I, I, don't I think appreciate that,
1: you. I think that's probably true, right? Yeah. Usually in friendships a, that you pull away from, mm-hmm. you could probably look back and go, that was yeah. probably more me. It was I, I 100% believe it was more me.
2: I yeah. think I was had a little bit of resentment and um, that I didn't yeah. have this perfect, you know. Right. I mean, she is perfect. Now, like now that I I've been through all of this and I see where God's taken us and
0: where we've been. She has been I think perfect. grieving, but. you said earlier, I think with grief, we mm-hmm. all handle it differently. Mm-hmm. And sometimes with grief, you need a bit. Mm-hmm. You need to insulate yourself. Right. And sometimes you're isolating yourself. It may not always be the best thing, but sometimes some of us, that's what we do when we mm-hmm. grieve. Especially if you're not sure that's what you were doing. But that's what you were doing. You were sad, mm-hmm. it sounds like to me. Yeah, and so sure. I just think. We just have
1: to give ourselves some grace. Mm-hmm. And well, and you said know. she's perfect. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you even say it, like, with a smile. Like, that's yeah. sweet. To be like, absolutely, she's perfect. But you couldn't handle that. I mean, yeah. there's no way you could have handled that back in the day knowing for she's sure. not perfect compared to... So-and-so. Mary, yeah. or not Mary, but Sue or whatever. Mm-hmm. But she's perfect for y'all's house, your family, or oh, how yeah. God made her.
0: Yeah. So we're... um Great conversation. It's been so fun. (laughs) But we always like to wrap up with little nuggets with our guests. Like if you were to leave somebody, if somebody has a family member that they're like, I don't know how to have this conversation with them. I'm Mm -hmm. kind of thinking maybe they need to get some things checked out with their child or a friend Mm -hmm. or even just someone who's wondering about their own child. Like what would you tell them? What advice would you give them? If they're just now staring staring at this and saying, I'm not sure what to do.
2: Mm -hmm. Um, I think the, I mean, listen to your friend, family member, or anything. They probably are going to lean in and tell you things, too. Um, And maybe let them start the conversation, and you can pray about it. (laughs) Um, Ask for God's guidance on the words before you meet with them.
0: That's really good.
1: Like, take a minute. You don't Mm -hmm. have to just spit everything straight out. Right. Well, and the fact that she said, wait for them to bring it up. Mm-hmm. Right? Because so many times we want to be like, well, I've got your kid diagnosed and that mom doesn't mm-hmm. even see it yet. Versus going, let's just let that mom or dad mm-hmm. figure it out. And when they do, hopefully you'll be in the mm-hmm. right place as a friend or family member to handle it with grace. Grace mm-hmm. over grace over grace. For sure. Can I circle back? I know we don't do this, but you mentioned one thing at the very beginning. And I I have a lingering question. The magnesium. Mm-hmm. Do we have time to ask that sure. question? Do it. You said you don't think magnesium was good for you in the birth. What was that? I don't know if it was good for me. Or Michaela. I
2: I think they gave it to me because my um, blood pressure was at stroke level. So Mm. it was like, well, what's best for, I don't know. I mean, I definitely don't know. And I don't even know for sure if it was labor and delivery or if this is just, you know, genetically exactly what, but she is who she is. So, um, I know, like, with the magnesium, like, I had um, – is it Pitocin? Is that what they call it? Uh-huh. Yes. So the Pitocin and the magnesium were, magnesium were working against each other. Like, one's trying to speed <gasps> up delivery and one's trying to slow it down.
1: Oh. So
2: I think I went into labor or labor and delivery at 3 p.m. And I had her at 3 a.m. So it was, like, a long process. Twelve hours. That's yeah. oh. So it was okay. a
1: long – I have one other question before we wrap up. How can the church – or how can we okay. – serve – kids with special needs better. Like Debbie talked about the special needs. Can I just say that? And you can dream if you want to, if you can be like,
2: and this is really, this is a hard conversation for me because, um, I don't feel like we are so far away from typical. So it like, for the most part, she's able to To do certain certain things. things. Mm -hmm. And I will big shout out. And I hope that this doesn't get edited (laughs) this part. Big shout out to her, um, life group, because those girls, have embraced her
1: and mm. loved on her
2: and just um
1: is nori lynn yeah. her life group leader she was yeah. but she stepped back for okay a Who little bit her new life group leader it's
2: nicole okay I, yeah and i mean she it's just been amazing like she did um d now this year without That's, us <gasps> like we did um her first year of doing it we hosted and then um christy mccarley um did it this year and Michaela went she stayed the whole, the whole time. time. You didn't get a phone call. Not at all. And I kept telling Christy, I'm like, if you need me, just text yeah. me. Let me know if you uh-huh. need me. But she did amazing. Were you
1: and like a nervous wreck?
2: I was. And I prayed about it and prayed about it. And Christy was like, don't worry. It's going to be okay. And it was fine. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. And I just feel like those girls just just embrace her, which I think that's the biggest thing. is just it is. The peers. Mm-hmm yeah because the funny thing is is like even though she is not your typical child, she w- she wants to be with your tip. I mean, mm-hmm. like she wants to be a part of yeah who you participate. She might not say too much or anything, but she's watching and listening, yeah, so
0: and she okay. still gives the best hugs. Mm-hmm. She still runs up to me and gives me a Aww. hug. Mm-hmm. That's good. Mm-hmm. yeah. I love getting hugs from Michaela. sweetie. yeah, she is all right. Well, thank you so much, Heather. Thank I appreciate you. it very much. I appreciate your talking to us because these conversations. Sometimes they're light. Sometimes they're hard. You know, some, they're all over the map. But we appreciate you being vulnerable and willing to listen to our questions and respond and
1: everything. And
0: you guys can't see her, but she's sitting here with a smile on her face. She's just so sweet. She's got so, great skin, too, She
1: does. always has Always. I'm always like, your skin's so beautiful. <laughs>
0: Y'all can't you. see that, so you're going to have to take our oh, word for it. You'll, you'll see her turn
1: around and be like, yeah, it's beautiful.
0: <laughs> but anyway, so thank you so much. We appreciate you coming and talk to us. And, you know, keep us updated on how your kiddos are going. And I still have Mary for a little bit longer, right? Mm-hmm. I got year. One, one more, more year more. after this year. year. She's fourth. Yeah. So anyway, but thanks so much for coming. We appreciate it. Mm-hmm. Until next time, everybody. And um, that's it from Noisy Narratives. That's Noisy Narratives out. Bye.
1: What happens now?